Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Father, thank you this morning. Lord, I wake up to the breaking of a new day. I know it is proof that you are a faithful God. Your word says that as long as your covenant with the day, as long as your covenant with the night has not been broken, your covenant with us also has not been broken. So Lord, I thank you this morning for a brand new day. I thank you this morning because it is proof that the covenant is still working. I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for the covenant in Christ that brings me into your presence this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the covenant in Christ that guarantees that I receive mercies. I receive grace this morning. Father, I say thank you and I give you glory. I worship the beauty of your holiness. I worship the splendor of your love. I worship your greatness this morning. I declare, Lord, be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Once again, Lord, we are in your presence. We have come to just fellowship with you. We have come to read your word. We have come to receive wisdom. We ask, Lord, that in our time here today, speak to us. Lord, give us discretion. Give us understanding. Lord, bless your people. Let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eye Nike sharing this time with you. We continue our reading of the book of Psalms. It's been interesting, quite a lot of feedback. Okay, so today we take four Psalms. Psalm 72, 73, 4, and 5. Uh, please remember I said that the second book ends with Psalm 72. Yes, the second book ends with Psalm 72. So we actually just finished the second book of Psalms. The first book was Psalm 1 to 41. And then second book was from Psalm 42 to 72. The third book is from Psalm 73 to 89. The fourth book of Psalms is Psalm 90 to 106. And the last one, obviously, is 107 to 150. Okay, so today we will take Psalm 72. Psalm 72 actually is a psalm of Solomon. Okay, Solomon wrote this psalm, not David. But yes, it was focused and talking about David and um, some of, I'm sure, some of the prayers he used to make and, you know, make his request to God on how God should help him, you know, be a good king. All right, that is Psalm 72. All right, get your Bibles. Let's read together Psalm 72, a Psalm of Solomon. Give your love of justice to the king. To the king, O God, and righteousness to the king's son. Okay, so obviously the king is talking about his king David, and the king's son, obviously, is King Solomon. Give your love of justice to the king, O God, and righteousness are to the king's son. Help him judge your people in the right way. 
Let the poor always be treated fairly. May the mountains yield prosperity for all, and may the eels be fruitful. Help him to defend the poor, to rescue the children of the needy, and to crush their oppressors. As you read this psalm, it helps you, you know, um, see what Solomon learned from his father. Yes, what Solomon learned from his father, you know, David. Oftentimes, you know, um, there are not too many clear studies that shows that where there so much interaction with uh, David and Solomon was David deliberate in choosing Solomon, you know, as his successor. Did he prepare prepare his heart? Remember that God chose David because of his heart. But when you read Psalms like this, you know that David, you know, taught Solomon quite a lot taught Solomon what was important in being a king, told him, take care of the people of God, okay? He says, help him to defend the poor, to rescue the children of the needy, and to crush their oppressors. Five, may they fear fear you as long as the sun shines, as long as the moon remains in the sky, yes, forever. So we talked about uh, the covenant with the day and night this morning. Solomon was saying, "Ah, let your people fear you. And I'm telling you, you know know how important the fear of God is, is, right? The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. As long as people fear God, as long as people put God, you know, topmost in the heart, you can be sure that that nation will live righteously. So Solomon says that made they fear you as long as the sun shines as long as the moon remains in the sky yes forever may the king's rule be refreshing like springs spring rain on fresh freshly cut grass like the showers that water the earth i feel i think we should just say this prayer for <laughs> for our president in nigeria or for every nation you just pray this for your for for the one leading at that time that may their rule be refreshing like spring rains on freshly cut grass, like the showers that water the earth. And may all the godly flourish during its rain. May there be abundant prosperity unto the moon is no more. Hmm. It says, may it rain from sea to sea and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. Desert nomads will bow before him. His enemies will will fall before him in the dust. The western kings of Tashish and other distant land will bring him tribute. The eastern kings of Sheba and Seba will bring them gifts. All kings will bow before him and all nations will serve him. He will rescue the poor when they cry to him. He will help the oppressed who have no more, no one to defend them. He feels pity for the weak and the needy, and he will rescue them. He will redeem them from oppression and violence, for their lives are precious to him. So maybe you will understand now why Solomon asks for wisdom. Not, not for wisdom to be the, the most um, sophisticated king, not the wisdom to defeat his enemies, but the wisdom to serve the people of God. 
this was because these are the kind of prayers you know uh, he and his father used to pray together and talk about what a king is supposed to do he says 15 long live the king may the gold of sheba the gold of sheba be given to him may the people always pray for him and bless him all day long may there be abundant grain throughout the land flourishing even on the hilltops solomon understood that look during the reign of the king there should be abundant rain there should be abundant grain and so he was praying he was praying this um obviously talking about the time of david if you notice in this psalm that sometimes solomon is praying about for himself and of, of course, talking about the, also the reign of David. He said, may there be abundant grain throughout the land, flourishing even on the, on the hilltops. May the fruit trees flourish like, like the trees of Lebanon. And may the people thrive like grass in the field. May the king's name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun shines. May all nations be blessed through him and bring him praise so there are those who who feel that uh, this psalm cannot be just referring to david okay so he's talking about the lineage of david the king that will come through the line of david yes talking about the messiah talking about the christ so as long as soon as it is mentioning that it will be forever that uh may the king's name endure forever may it continue as long as the sun shine then it is not talking about david anymore okay it is talking about the messiah and i'm telling you telling you god answered this prayer he says may all nations be blessed through him and bring him praise today all nations is are blessed in christ he says praise the lord praise the lord god the god of israel who alone does such wonderful things praise his glorious name forever let the whole earth be filled with his glory amen and amen this ends the prayer of david son of jesse wow all right so quite a wonderful way for david to end this um route of his of his prayers you know so this ends the second book of psalm when we are reading the next set of books okay the next set of chapters there will be psalms written by asaph and in my opinion okay after david was the next uh, okay best worshiper you can find in the bible asaph was a wonderful songwriter okay and so when you read i think you will find his accounts again when you read first samuel second samuel you read about first king second king obviously he outlived david okay um you see his accounts okay i read his accounts with meaning okay very 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 important but these are book three focuses more on asaph you know a lot of his own psalms focus on on his person very few of them were focused on his person but a lot of the majority yes were focused on the nation okay on serving the king working with the king all right let's go psalm 73 so um asaph was talking here about the tragedy of the wicked and the blessing of trusting in god yes um it was was wondering why did it seem that the wicked tend to prosper okay why does it seem that wicked people tend to be the one that flourish let's read it says truly god is good to israel to those whose hearts are pure 
but as for me i almost lost my footing my feet were slipping and i was almost gone for i envied the proud when i saw them prosper despite their wickedness and i'm telling you this is one trap or one question a lot of people ask because it just seems as if the wicked tends to prosper or tends to you know to not have any problem i've known christians wondered look pastor why am i now troubling myself why does it pay to live godly asaph will answer your question at the end he says they seem to live such painless lives their bodies are so healthy and strong they don't have troubles like other people they are not plagued with problems like everyone else they wear pride like a jewel necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty i'm telling you when you in this era of instagram when you are looking at some people's instagram like this you would just be wondering that ah I wish I have money and to, you know, like the, like these people. Oftentimes, you are wondering that how do they get all of these things and are able to do all of these things? Asaph too had this struggle, and Asaph will give you Asaph will give you his response at the end. He says they wear pride like a jewel jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for they scoff and speak only evil in their pride they seek they seek to crush others they boast against the very heavens and their words strut throughout the earth and so the people are dismayed and confused drinking in all their words what does god know they ask does the most high even know what is happening look at these wicked people enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply did i keep my heart pure for nothing did i keep myself innocent for no reason yes asaph was asking this question and i'm telling you i have counseled with people i have talked with people who said that pastor does it pay does it pay to live to to try to live righteously does it pay to to have values yes to have values and say you will stand for this because there are times when even your values put you in trouble there are times when it seems your your value gets you downgraded that if you had just joined in with with them uh, you would have you would have you would have been promoted but no asaph has your response at the head Asaph said, did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? Was it worth it studying in school so much, you know, coming out with good grades? Now I am out. I'm trying to look for a job. I can't get one. I'm trying to look for a job. Everyone wants to, literally who sees me, wants to get in my skirt. Does it pay to live righteously? Asaph was asking. Hmm. Verse 14 says, I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. If I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I tried to understand why the wicked prosper. But what a difficult tax it is. Then I went into the sanctuary of God and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. I'm telling you, the end of the wicked is set. Did you hear me this morning? The end of the wicked is set. It's a, it's a foregone conclusion. Just like the end of the righteous also is a foregone con- conclusion. If you will hold on to your righteousness, 
hold on to your values i can tell you that your hand is set it is in glory it is in it is it is in praise it is in you no know, being in god's presence and i'm telling you i will give up all the word just for that it says truly you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over the cliff of destruction in an instant they are destroyed do you, do you hear what what asaph is saying about saying about the wicked it says in an instant they are destroyed completely swept away by terror when you arise O lord you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at <laughs> at dreams in the morning <laughs> then i realized that my heart was bitter and i was all torn up inside i was so foolish and ignorant i must have seemed like a senseless animal to you yet i still belong to you you hold my right hand you guide me with your counsel leading me to a glorious destiny whom have high in heaven but you i desire you more than anything on earth my my health may fail and my spirit may grow weak but god remains the strength of my heart he is mine forever hallelujah so my challenge still remains write a psalm to god before we finish the book of psalm okay if you know verse 25 and 26 you will know that this is a psalm one of the songs you know domwen sang Wuma, wuma vai in heaven but you there is nothing on earth i desire besides you my heart and my strength many times they fail but there is one truth that always will be there god is the strength of my life one very wonderful psalm so you too pick a psalm and write your own psalm and god will bless you in the mighty name of jesus yes uh, Asaph said that God is the strength of my heart. God is the strength of my life. And I know that as long as I am in him, I will be content. 27 says, those who desert him will perish, for you destroy those who abandon you. You see, it is destruction for the wicked in the hand. There's no need to envy them. Okay? It is destruction for the wicked in the hand i know that your value sometime might put you in the place where you are just different for people or you have to stand out and stand for what you believe in but i say to someone stand for god stand for righteousness stand for your values and the lord will bless you in the mighty name of jesus isaf concludes that but as for me how good it is to be near god hmm how good it is to be near god may the lord make his presence real to you in the mighty name of jesus he says i have made the sovereign lord my shelter and i will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do amen wonderful psalm and i'm telling you that this guy must have learned about this shelter thing from david right david always talked about the lord being his shelter being his fortress and it was quite 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 wonderful i'm telling you so remember the lord is your shelter the lord is your strength and the lord will bless you in the mighty name of jesus all right let's go on to psalm 74 psalm 74 is also a psalm 
of Asaph. Yes, this one was written, was written, asking God. It was a prayer, a plea for relief from oppression. It says, Oh God, why have you rejected us so long? Why is your anger so intense against the sheep of your pasture? Obviously, as David you know, leaves the scene when Solomon took over initially, you know, Solomon did very well. The wisdom he had received from God helped him to be a good ruler. But as Solomon married many wives, the Bible said, you know, our enemies began to just rise up from every side. Eventually, by the next generation, his son Rehoboam, you know, the nation was split in two. Okay, and things began to go down, you know, go south. You can be sure that these are some of the times that Asaph is writing about in this psalm. He says, Oh God, why have you rejected us so long? Why is your anger so intense against the sheep of your own pasture? He's not talking about the reign of David because things like this when they were not happening during the time of David. He says, remember that we are the people you chose long ago, the tribe you redeem as your own special possession. And remember Jerusalem, your home here on earth. Yes, David was the one who made Jerusalem literally the home of God here on earth. That was where the temple was located. Okay, he says, walk through the awful, uh, walk through the awful ruins of the city. See how the enemy has destroyed your sanctuary. Since there, your enemies shouted their victorious battle cries. There, they set up their battle standard. They swung their axe like woodcutters in the in the forest, uh, with axes and pigs. They smashed the carved the carved paneling. They burned your sanctuary to the ground. They defiled the place that bears your name. They then they thought, let's destroy everything. So they burned down all the places where God was worshipped. We no longer see your miraculous sign. All the prophets are gone, and no one can tell us when it will end. How long, O oh God, will you allow our enemies to insult you? Will you let them dishonor your name forever? Okay, so Asaph was literally just pray, praying and saying a plea to God. But we know, okay? now we have the full account we have the account both from <laughs> from the front and then from behind we know that god turned against israel because of idolatry yes because of idolatry when solomon allowed his it the many wife he, he had to turn his heart you know away from god into idolatry the nation itself plunged into idolatry okay and it was it was really bad because of that god literally abandoned his people so asaph was asking here that how long oh god will you allow our enemies to insult you will you let them dishonor your name forever why do you hold back your strong right hand unleash your powerful fists and destroy them yes idolatry was what was holding back the hand of god this is you oh god are my king from ages past bringing salvation to the earth you split the sea by your strength yes god splits the sea, the sea by his strength and smashed the head of the sea monsters you crushed the head of Le leviathan and let the desert animals 
eat him okay so this is simply just speaking figuratively leviathan would be uh, in our own time would be the crocodiles okay so when you find him in the desert you know that he was saying that look i judge the wicked those who are oppressing us take them out of their place of comfort and then let them perish in a land where they you know they they are not so comfortable Yes, he says, you crush the head of Leviathan and let the desert animal eat him. You caused the springs and streams to gush forth. You dried up rivers that never, never, and you dried up rivers that never run dry. Both day and night belongs to you. You made the starlight and the sun. You set the boundaries of the earth and you made both summer and winter. See how these enemies insult you, Lord. A foolish nation has dishonored your name. Don't let this wild beast destroy your turtle doves. Don't forget your suffering people forever. So basically, Asaph was interceding, interceding for Jerusalem, interceding for the nation, for Judah, asking God, don't forget your people. He said in verse 20, remember your covenant promises, for the land is full of darkness and violence. All the nation had to do was turn back to God. But yes, we can still intercede. Even now, we can intercede for our nation. That Lord, re- remember your covenant promise over this nation and bring it to pass. 21 says, don't let the downtrodden be humiliated again. Instead, let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God. Hmm. And defend your cause. Remember how these fools insult you all day long. Don't overlook what your enemies have said or their growing uproar. Wonderful. Alright, so let's conclude today by reading Psalm 75. This also, okay, um, is a psalm of Asaph. It says, for the choir director, a psalm of Asaph, a song to be sung to the tune, do not do not destroy. Yes, this one was a song of thanksgiving to God. He says, we thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are near. Please, people everywhere, tell of your wonderful please. Wow. He says, we thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are near. If you don't have anything to thank God for, thank God that he is near that you even know him, that you are able to pray this morning is a reason to give God thanks. He says, God says, at the time I have planned, I will bring justice against the wicked. When the earth quakes and its people live in turmoil, I am the one who keeps its foundation firm. So when everything looks as if it is upside down, God says, I am the one who keeps the foundation firm and sure. Verse 4 says, I want the proud. Stop your boasting i told the wicked don't raise your fist don't raise your fist in defiant at the heavens or speak with such arrogance for no one on earth from east or west or even from the wilderness should raise a defiant fist it is god alone who judges he decides who will rise and who will fall for the lord holds a cup in his hands that is full of foaming, foaming wine mixed with spices. He pours out the wine in judgment 
and all that the wicked must drink it, draining it uh, to the dredge. But as for me, I will always proclaim what God has done. Yes, proclaim what as God has done. And I think that would be a fitting way to end, to end today, right? To proclaim what the Lord has done. As I've said, but as for me, I will always proclaim what God has done. I will sing praises uh, to the God of Jacob, for God says, I will break the strength of the wicked, but I will increase the power of the godly. Hallelujah. All right, so we stop uh, there today, Psalm 75. Remember, the second book is quite quite interesting. Asaph was also a wonderful uh, songwriter. All right, let's uh, begin to thank God as we go today. Um, he said that, but as for me, I will always proclaim what God has done. So what has God done for you? What can you thank God for? Remember, he said, I will thank God because he is there. So this morning, I want you to go ahead and just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that I can love you this morning. Thank you, Lord, that I know you. Thank you, Lord, that you are near to me. Will you go ahead and just thank God this morning? Father, we bless your name. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. So many things to thank you for this morning. We thank you for the breath of life. We thank you, Lord, for the for the for the breath in our nostrils. Thank you for the highs, the Lord, with which we see, the hears with which we hear. Lord, thank you, Lord, for the wisdom, the sense you have given us. Thank you for all the blessings, Lord, in our lives. We give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to thank God for the little things, for the things that do not seem important, that I have food to eat, Lord, I say thank you, that I can taste the food that I eat, Lord, I say thank you. I thank you for everything far and near. Thank you for family. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my wife. Thank you, Lord, because there is meaning to our lives. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for giving us purpose. Thank you for our jobs. We give you all the praise. Will you go ahead and thank God this morning? Father, we are just grateful for every blessing in our lives this morning. We do not take it for granted. For everything you have added to us, we do not take for granted. We say, Father, thank you. But more than anything, we say thank you for Jesus. We can never thank you enough for this precious gift for your only begotten son. We say thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood for us. Thank you for redeeming us to the Father. Thank you for making us children of God. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.